What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly episode. This is episode 81. Batman News Weekly returns, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. This is episode 81. I do want to say I apologize for the hiatus that we've been on. I don't know if it's been like two or three weeks. Um, if you guys, do you remember, Clay? It's been... I. Like it's almost been like uh, a, maybe four weeks, like a maybe four. Because well, because I did. I I think I had my panic attack. For those of you that don't know, well, you, you know what? My... That's right. We yeah. we finished. We finished that episode. I yeah, finished yeah, yeah. that episode. So, so you're right. Three weeks. About three weeks. So yeah. um, for those of you that don't know, that maybe just thought we quit. Um, I actually <laughs> had a panic attack. Uh, and it really fucked up my life for anybody that's out there that's suffering from anxiety or panic attacks. I can relate to you on a whole different level. And uh, yeah, essentially, I if you go back and listen to episode 80, you will just hear us talking and then it just cuts to Clay talking because I had to quit. Like I yeah. genuinely I think I didn't even get to finish reviewing Batcat, which Batcat 3, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Uh, I thought I love what's going on between Helena and Selena. It looks like it's a compelling story there. I I enjoyed it. I, I said I was. Clay said, I'll give my thoughts on it later, but it's been so long. I don't want to bog us down with that. But, um, of course, it's Tom King's writing. I loved it. You know how how I am. Hey, but, and in two weeks, we're going to be getting Batcat 4. So you can yeah, jump back on so, it anyway. For sure. So for sure. We're, we're good. So, um, so, yeah. So, I didn't even get to finish talking. Like, it just abruptly stopped. Like, what was happening was I was going through a panic attack, like, for the first time. And I never had glasses, and my eyes were really fucked up. Some of you out there probably have glasses. Clay was telling me about this. When you don't have your glasses and you're just walking around, it fucks with your eyes. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just kind of like, I don't know what's going on with my eyes. I thought I was always blurry-eyed. And uh, so I went to the doctors. Uh, I had to go see some specialists for hearing and all this stuff. And I'm better, not 100% yet. So um, I've told Clay, if I got to stop recording this podcast, you know, we'll do the same thing. But um, yeah, so essentially, if you want to know like the full details, go to my uh, Juice from the Box channel, which is my gaming channel. I put up a panic attack video where I kind of explain everything that happened. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty intense. It sucks. But hopefully we are going to be back on normal schedule. Um, but I'm going to be taking it easy. So if we miss a podcast here or there, just know it's it's because I'm dealing with some stuff. Um, but for the most part, we are coming back on Clay's favorite day. Because the Snyder Cut has finally dropped. We have both watched this. We do have some news, actually some pretty decent news to cover Mm -hmm. at the end of this podcast. But we decided that we're most likely going to be talking about a four-hour Zack Snyder Justice League. So we're going to start off with this because I know a lot of people want to hear our thoughts on this. So I'm just going to let Clay take over the podcast because I know this is a 12 (laughs) out of 10 movie for him. So just tell me everything you liked about it, things you didn't like, which... I hardly doubt there's any. There, um, there is one. There is for the one most thing. Part, yeah. Clay's uh, going to take over the podcast right here. So first off, I was awake for, let's see here, um, 24 and then 27. I was awake for 31 hours mm. um, from Wednesday morning all the way until Thursday morning to see this movie. Um, I watched it when it dropped. I watched the red carpet premiere with Kevin Smith and Zack Snyder. Um, I watched a whole bunch of people doing their like, um, uh, what is it called? Their their post or their pre-show, uh, you know, trying to guess like what they we're going to see and all of this other stuff. I spent so much time just in this room preparing to watch this movie. Um, and I was even a part of a few of those shows. Um, 
I this movie is leaps and bounds black and white compared to 2017. And I understand that there is a lot of scenes and a lot of people were very surprised about some of the footage they thought was Whedon's that ended up being Zach's. Yeah. Um, there Do was you still think it was 80, 20, because I want to, I want to say that I don't know if the Snyder quote, or I remember hearing something about like he, 80% he, of the movie. He, he made a, he made a guess because he still oh, okay. hasn't seen the movie. That was one thing that uh, I was going to talk to you about mm-hmm. um, here. You know, it's, this is Zack Snyder justice league news. Um, his wife, Deborah mm-hmm. and Christopher Nolan, both said, hey, you can never watch this movie when they okay. were because they went to the screen, uh, the screen test for uh, Whedon's version yeah. of the movie. Oh, OK. And uh, Christopher Nolan and Deborah Snyder told uh, Zach, hey, you can never watch this movie like mm-hmm. you like it'll mess you up. Do not yeah. do it. Um, so he has never seen it. He's probably gotten a few pointers from Deborah because she is a producer mm-hmm. and uh, same with Nolan. Uh, because he was also uh, credited in this movie. Okay. So he made a guesstimate of about 2080. Mm-hmm. Um, in all honesty, it might be 30 to 35. Think uh, so? On, on, his, on his part. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other uh, pieces of footage that were re- actually just like either zoomed in or zoomed out mm-hmm. uh, to give a different aspect yeah. uh, of the same shot. Um, oh, so, speaking of aspect, uh, what did you watch this on your computer, TV? So, so the first two times I watched it on my computer, and then the third time, which mm-hmm. I'm not finished with yet because I'm watching it uh, via parts with mm-hmm. Abby right now. Okay. Um, we are on part three. Um, so, on my computer, it gives me the three bars. So, it, both sides and the bottom. Oh, okay. But on my TV, it only gives me the sidebars because my TV is in the exact kind of yeah. uh, 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 ratio yeah. that it takes. Because I was worried about that, but I watched it on my iPad from my bed. I was like, I'm just mm. watching this on an iPad. Fuck it. Yeah. And uh, it had just the sidebars. So it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I was worried about that going into it. Yeah. And, and a lot of people were. Um, there was people going out to like buy brand new TVs to watch this movie. Jeez. Yeah. Which is crazy, mm-hmm. but I mean, if I got well, TV I mean, the Stimmies came in, so exactly, I could see. Yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, you know, different, uh, different uh, angles or whatever for different shots to kind of make them feel different. I will say, if people were paying attention, um, there was actually footage from BVS and Men of Steel used in brand new footage mm-hmm. of of this movie. Yeah. Uh, one of them was the nightmare scene mm-hmm. uh, in the middle, the one kind of like previewing like the show, there's like a, the dead Justice League stuff. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. There was a scene there that was taken from BVS, and then um, in that exact same portion, it's in hour two, minute thirty-seven. That mm-hmm. I remembered it because it was so like old crap. Um, there's a scene with Superman, and he's kneeling down, and he's in the Batcave. Um, if you look closely, that is the last scene right after he snaps Zod's neck. Hmm. He's kneeling down and he like starts to cry. Mm-hmm. That is the exact same footage. And then just 
colorized movie magic to the freaking t uh-huh. um to make it look like the bat cave and to look like uh spoilers uh dark side was there so nice a whole bunch of stuff yeah we should preface it that if you're listening to this review uh we're talking spoilers so yeah like, we are definitely you know, talking spoilers yeah um and i gotta which is I, movies, not this movie but a majority of it you've seen if you saw the, 2017 there, there's a good part. A good of amount it, of it, yeah. There's a good amount that you have already seen. There's a lot of a, like stuff that you haven't seen mm-hmm. that I feel like put a lot of emphasis and context to a lot of scenes that we did see in 2017 yeah. that didn't make any sense. Um, but I got a message from my very first podcast network uh, because they knew that I was a bigger fan of Zack Snyder's universe than they were, mm-hmm. and. Um, they were saying that they were really worried about if the restore the Snyderverse hashtag um, actually gives way and HBL Max makes, you know, Snyder, you know, the DC Snyderverse on HBL Max guy, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, because they were afraid that if that if they in fact did that, it would take away from Aquaman, it would take away from 1984, it would take away from Birds of Prey. Yeah. And the funny thing is, if you look at Aquaman's story in Zack Snyder's Justice League, mm-hmm. it still leads up to his movie. Like, to a T. Yeah. The whole thing with uh, with Volko and uh, Mira, it it's all... He's having conversations about not wanting to be a part of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And that was the whole thing with the Aquaman movie. So, there's that. Um, of course, the inclusion of dark side in this movie brought so much context to why steppenwolf was even on earth what he was doing mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of people were worried okay well now that we see dark side does that mean like ava duvernay can't do anything or like what's going on mm-hmm. and people need to understand that in the multiverse there is only one dark side because if you look at the multiverse map created by DC Comics, uh, the New Gods is are they actually sit outside of the multiverse? So uh, I guess I've never really paid attention to that. Yeah. So if Ava DuVernay really wanted to, like mm-hmm. she doesn't have to, but she could still play off of what Snyder did, and it still makes sense in the multiverse manner. Yeah, I think Darkseid looked good at the end of the movie. I still never liked shirtless Darkseid. Yeah, his uh, his Uxus. Yeah, I didn't like that, but I liked. I, he looks good at the end. He, he, I really enjoyed his ending part. Um, and I will tell you, the history lesson, and all of that, um, is what my nitpick is. There is a really? huge, there is a huge plot hole mm-hmm. placed in the history lesson that is basically used throughout the entire film to make it make sense. Mm-hmm. And it rubs me the wrong way. Ooh, I see. This is what I'm excited about to hear from Clay, guys, because I so, expected nothing wrong with this so, movie. And, and the, the, the thing is with it is mm-hmm. it's so minuscule that oh, people we're who minuscule watch people, though. When, when, when general audience and just random people watch it, yeah. they're just going to watch it and they're going to have fun. Like mm-hmm. That's just what it is. And I will say this. This is not Zack Snyder's usual sh- uh, shindig. Mm-hmm. This was a blockbuster movie. Like it was like 
I wouldn't say Avengers level, mm-hmm. but like this, this movie was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. 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 And which some, some hit, some didn't, which yeah, is totally fine. Sure. Uh, but this is not like the super serious take in like this aliens to sci-fi movie. No, it was a legit superhero blockbuster, which mm-hmm. I was really surprised by, but the plot hole. So dark side goes to earth with the mother boxes going to uh, unite them into the unity. And he is searching for the anti-life. Yeah. And he finds it because Mm -hmm. of the mother boxes and through the unity, he gets fucked up by Zeus and Ares Mm -hmm. to the point where he loses so much blood that he has to be brought back into his ship and they flee. And then later on, they find out, or we, the audience, finds out that they don't know where the anti-life equation is. Yeah, I, I noticed that. But at this point, like when I finally, like, I was like, he doesn't understand where it's at. Like, what the fuck? And people, people have already said, oh, well, you know, his quote of, oh, I've destroyed a hundred thousand worlds, mm-hmm. you know. But if you're looking for this one thing that is your life goal yeah, and you, you find that. it and you just so happen to forget about it. And don't get me wrong. I kind of started to play into it also. I was like, you know, there's some people that like, hey, they kind of forget their one loss because it's only one that doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. But again, people did bring up that like this major loss is like. Mm-hmm legacy in apocalypse they're like oh man the one time dark side lost you know it's it's yeah. it's the small whispers that they never say in front of dark side you know yeah so this should be important mm-hmm. and people have said oh well you know the mother boxes were were acting as like a gps mm-hmm. to earth so maybe they just couldn't find it again and it's just like eh, i don't know of course they are multiverse beings they have destroyed thousands and thousands and thousands of worlds yeah so it was just one it was a small nitpick that i was just like "Ah, it doesn't make sense yeah because because steppenwolf just randomly freaking fell on it Mm -hmm. he he randomly found it and that's why he was so excited to tell desaad and dark side which by the way the voices Uh for desaad dark side and steppenwolf were awesome yeah they were good I my thing was I was like and I was kind of hoping we were going to get the answer but I don't think we did unless I missed it you can tell me I kind of wanted to know what the fuck Stephen Wolf did Like why is he in Dark Side's bad graces Yeah why he fucked up No yeah. we don't know we yeah. don't know So, so he, it was little he, things like that kind well, of annoyed me They they said that he he betrayed them in mm-hmm. some capacity yeah. but we don't know the details mm-hmm. And so because of that, he's indebted, um, I think it said, 50,000 worlds. Yeah. So, like, Darkseid is, or, or Steppenwolf is, like, super pissed that he still has to, like, even after Earth, he still has to go and destroy 50,000 worlds uh, to be in Darkseid's favor. Yeah. But there's all of that. Um, Cyborg's story was actually like really good Mm -hmm. and 
he has said, and Snyder has said, all of his, uh, I think there was a total of maybe one or two mm-hmm. um, scenes that weren't cut. 95% of his scenes were all brand new. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was, because I was trying to look through the trailers to see if there was something. Every time, because um, I had visual. Every, every, like... every time he was in a hoodie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess Every I mean. time he was he was in a hoodie, there was uh you know that would be the old footage. Mm-hmm. But, um, like the idea that he is like the god of technology mm-hmm. because of the mother box is pretty cool, and like what he did for that family, you know, freaking getting the small amount of cash that they had in their account, yeah, making it big, and all of that stuff. Really compelling story. Um, I I can see why he is the heart of the film like so many people say mm-hmm. um i you can honestly argue that maybe f- the flash is also the heart of the film because of what uh, he went through i i would if i had to pick between them i'd pick cyborg i honestly don't think flash was i don't think he added that much in my opinion you don't think he added much to the freaking last scene that was a that's the completely only cut? so well that there's that right so here's the thing too I had a big problem with the ending, but I kind of want you to keep going like with what you think. But okay. I honestly don't think that there's that big. I don't think Flash was that big in my opinion. So, you know, the uh, there was all that uh, Batman not being this like beaten, broken down, like calling it quits type hero and actually like being inspired to 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 like keep going mm-hmm. throughout the film. I thought that was good. The banter between Bruce and Alfred is always good. There was even a moment where like Alfred and, and Gal were kind of bantering off of each other, which is really funny. You know, there was a moment where uh, uh, Alfred showed her the gauntlets and she's like, oh, well, maybe you can make a, a, a lasso and make it black or whatever. Yeah. You know, there was just small things like that. There's a moment where uh, Bruce takes everybody to the Batcave mm-hmm. and he introduces them to Alfred. He's like, hey, guys, this is Alfred. I work for him. You know, just small little subtle things that yeah. make it like, okay, they have a really solidified relationship uh, throughout the movies that we've seen them in. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice to know, you know, Where those, those moments. So there was four F-bombs. I didn't pay attention. So in the very beginning, um, the the bombing that was going on in London, mm-hmm. um, there was two F-bombs there. Then, uh, But when, uh, wasn't there a Batman F-bomb? Yes. No? Where was that yes. at? It was in the epilogue with the... Oh! Yeah. Oh, I got to talk about that epilogue, but yeah, keep going. So um, so there was those two at the bombing. Mm-hmm. Then the third one was with Cyborg, with uh, Diana, mm-hmm. uh, where she's like, hey, the world needs you, blah, blah, blah. And he just told her, fuck the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one was with Batman and the Joker. Yeah. And I already know you don't like that, but we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, um, like, so the one thing that I, I hardly ever do is since I knew this was going to be so long and I took breaks while watching this, like, I don't know if anybody, if you sat like four hours straight through, I was yeah. taking breaks because I had got my COVID shot. So uh, that's kind of like, I had like kind of shit sleep the night before. And I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to watch this on my iPad in case like I start getting sick or whatever. So I was just like watching it maybe by like the hour 
like each hour or so I was watching it. So I was taking notes throughout the whole thing. So I have actually a decent amount of notes um, on it, but I'll just do it when I go through mine. But uh, and I mean, let's see here. Uh, trying to think the color. Do you have a favorite thing? moment? My favorite. So I have uh, the Superman um, going to get the black suit. Okay. Um, so I was making bets. Well, not really bets, but I was just telling people that I thought we were going to see a physical Kevin Costner in this movie. We didn't, Mm -hmm. but we got brand new dialogue from both, uh, Russell Mm Crowe and Kevin Costner. Um, I was really surprised at the end that they kept the black suit for the ending scene. Yes, because it's all part of, uh, Zack Snyder's trilogy, Mm. um, it's more so like he's trying to find himself again. Yeah. And he is supposed to get the blue suit in the third movie. Mm. That's like, that's what was the original plan. Um, and that was another big thing that we didn't get the chance to talk about. Their storyboards. Yeah. That were, that are actually in Dallas right mm-hmm. now in an, ex- in an, uh, in an exhibit uh, that talk about uh, the story plots to uh, Justice League two and three. Oh, nice. Those were flooded to Twitter. Um, WB had everybody take them down. Um, and they even tell you when you go to visit the exhibit, you can take a picture of everything except for the storyboards. Hmm. Um, What's in Dallas? Uh, it's it's just this random exhibit that they decided to put for Justice League. Huh. I didn't hear about yeah. that. That's crazy. But uh, <clears throat> Zach has already said, that you know he from this movie here that was uh, released on HBO Max, he has now written storyboards for a new Justice League two and three that are completely different from the ones that are in the exhibit. Oh, because he changed stuff. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the color grading throughout the entire film, uh, you know, they it was less. Uh, they it dimmed it down. Uh, I mean, it was, this is the original, you know, mm-hmm. color grading. So, like, the, I do was not. Was it red? No, it was blue. Oh, his was blue, right? His was blue and they made it red for. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I was just kind of remember. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, the, the blue shine, as much as I want a blue Batman suit in mm-hmm. live action, it, it always looked weird. In the like in the promotional art and everything else, mm-hmm. uh, it always just looked really weird. Um, but seeing the black suit here and it being true black uh, was really cool. I love Steppenwolf's design uh, with the spikes and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that it like was like a living organism on top of him. And if anybody noticed, there was a homage to Starro in his suit. Um, uh, really? There was like this little starfish thing that crawled up on people's forehead and uh, projected things. Yeah, it, it was like a small little homage to Starro, which I thought was pretty cool. Was uh, it? It looked more like a spider. It did, but when it laid down onto the forehead, it like looked like a starfish. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you know there. So there's that for my my favorite scene of the Superman uh, coming back uh, in the in the black suit. There was the um, the scene where Clark was with right before that, when Clark was with Lois and, and Martha, 
mm-hmm. uh, in the cornfield. That was really moving and touching. Uh, and then the the ending scene when Superman uh, flew in to stop uh, Steppenwolf's axe um, and just looked at him and oh, said, yeah. "Not impressed." Yeah. And you, you see the uh, the first introduction to Freeze Breath in this Did entire you... series. Yeah, that's true. Did you like that though? I did think that was kind of cheese. Um, his, I didn't... his dialogue, because I just felt me. I'm not. You're the Superman expert here. I'm not. I just. I was like, would Superman say that? I think so. Um, I don't think he would say. I'm a big fan of truth and justice. Yeah, no, we well, all know that was cheesy. But it's but just this, he. He came this... out of nowhere and then saying that I was like, that was kind of weird. I think so. More so, just because like. In headcanon, you see him like land with Alfred, you know, mm-hmm. at the, at the at the mansion or what would be the lake house. Sorry, yeah. Um, and then he says, you know, I hope you're not too late. Of course, he would tell them where they're going. Yeah. Uh, and so on the way to fly to wherever he's going, he's got to be thinking, okay, who is this Steppenwolf? Like, mm-hmm. like who am I about to fight? Yeah. And in the midst of landing, and he is easily able to stop this axe. Yeah. Yeah, he's not impressed, you mm-hmm. know. So just a handoff comment, you know. Yeah. Um I'm really glad that there was no other dialogue after that uh with mm-hmm. Superman. He just kicked you know, ass. Yeah. Kicked ass, yeah. Um so there was that and just the visuals of fucking dark side at the end. Mm-hmm. The boom yeah, tube. Yeah, no, that was cool. Uh the freaking squashing of the head of Steppenwolf, you see everything. He's pissed, you know he's pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it moves on to the epilogue. Yeah. And I will admit, um, the epilogue took me out. I really enjoyed it because mm-hmm. this is brand new. This is brand new footage and it is the only filmed footage um, that uh, that was like an additional scene. Yeah. Uh, everything else wasn't an additional scene. It was already put in there. And of course, Cyborg was just brought in. Mm-hmm. Um, so the epilogue the only thing that took me out of it is you could right away if you really thought about it you can immediately tell this was filmed during covid everybody is step everybody is standing really far away from each other um and when the uh when the joker and batman are talking Mm -hmm. it's only close-ups on their face there's a moment where it gets like really fishbowl-y and it, it's because of the new lens that Zack Snyder is using. Uh, mm-hmm. He uses that exact same lens in his new zombie movie that's coming out in Netflix in mm-hmm. a couple of days or in two months, should I yeah. say. And uh, that epilogue I enjoyed because there's a part of what was originally the ending mm-hmm. with, I believe, like... Nobody can confirm this because everybody has told me that they will not share what they know. And I know Mm -hmm. people who do know exactly what the original ending was, but I believe the original ending was only going to be um, like either a pan down or a pan up or something showing uh, nightmare Batman cyborg and flash. Mm. But with this new additional footage, uh, they were able to add Mira uh, Deathstroke and Joker. Yeah, Mira's uh, accent was terrible. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It was horrendous. Yeah. Um, but you you get that, and then you just see Superman at the very end, mm-hmm. like just slamming down. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. So, uh, 
really excited because I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, but if it does, it'd be awesome. But even if it doesn't, I was still able to see the Snyder cut, you know, for sure. Uh, has there been any release on numbers or anything? Um, they just released the numbers of, I believe, uh, overseas Mm -hmm. as far as the, uh, gosh, who was it? Was it, was it Boris who did it? Boris kit? No, not Boris kit. I can't remember who it was. Um, but the, uh, because there were some people that were only able to purchase it via yeah. Google Play. And they said that the number of rentals compared to uh, the first Justice League and this one was up 110%. Nice. So. Nice, nice. All right. All right. Let's. Now we'll go to the opposite side of the spectrum, which I'm not even that bad. But with my notes, like if people know me, they know how I take notes. I can be very nitpicky about things, but I do want to preface it a few things before starting this. This is the first movie I have seen in months. No, like just in months, period. Like I have not watched movies. See, okay, that's one thing, too. I should point out that I've said this on the podcast before. Movies don't excite me anymore. Because we don't have a theater experience. I would have probably give this movie maybe another point or two on a scale had I watched this in theaters. Because some of this with surround sound, amazing, big screen stuff, blah, blah, might have been way better. But it, you just, you can't recreate a theater experience. So it no movies that I watch now are getting me super excited that are brand new because I'm not seeing them in theaters for the first time when I should have. Um So I want to throw that out there. But I also do want to point out that this is the first movie I've seen in months because I've been watching nothing but fucking anime. (laughs) And anime, I think, has definitely kind of like maybe skewed this a little bit for me because one, uh, I noticed that I love colors. And we know Zack Snyder. He loves this like saturated type of filmmaking. And anime is like colors in your face. And I'm just like, I really love colors. So like going from, I had just watched my hero fucking academia, which is bright as fuck. Yeah, it is to this. I was just like, uh, and I'm also watching demon slayer. So I'm just like, uh, this is very different, uh, color wise. So there was that, um, that was the first thing I want to put out there. And like I said, the movie theater experience was big. Uh, another thing was, uh, I had said it on this podcast many a times. I didn't think Ray Fisher was the biggest actor. He's a lot better than I thought he was in some of these scenes, for sure. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, we got to see more of Ray Fisher. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, so that's things I want to press out there. But starting off, first thing, Wonder Woman's fucking music is the worst. I was surprised that he decided to do that. But more so, I think it was only for the fact that he wanted to separate himself from what Patty yeah. is known for. In, in Wonder Woman, so he wanted to to throw out like a more traditional Amazon like yeah. Thing. I just it it took me I literally after it happened like for this like because it happens like three times during that whole uh, you know bank scene or whatever. I literally laughed out loud on the third one. I was like, you have to be kidding me. Um, but uh, this wasn't anything that really bothers me because I know Wonder Woman. She fucked those dudes up. Like, they turned the speed up, like, 10 
when she fights those guys because she just murders them. Um, but yeah, the music I just could not stand. If you saw, if you've seen my TikTok, I made fun of it because like they wanted you to know she had a different theme, and it's like yeah. they slowed it down every time they did it to. I'm like, come on, like you're really making us be like, hey, this is Wonder Woman. Listen to her new mu- music. Well, there is this one scene or this this one piece of dialogue that everybody's uh, really attached to, and it mm-hmm. and it did it. Like it gave some people goosebumps, and it was just badass to begin with. Mm-hmm. But when Steppenwolf came into the mascara, you know, uh, they said he said, "I will bask in your fear." And yeah. uh, who who was it? Uh, Hippolyta said, uh, "Amazon, show me your fear." Yeah, uh, and they said, "We have no fear," and then just started fucking everybody. Yeah, up. no, that was that was definitely good. I like that the whole thing collapsed into the ocean and all that jazz. Um, because I was trying to remember, cause like a lot of that scene, like there's stuff added there, but at the same time, like the horse scene was in the original, mm-hmm. um, them fighting him in the, the original stuff the like that. The lightning effect for the axe was added. Mm-hmm. That was not in the 2017 film. Okay. Uh, another thing I noticed that I felt while watching this was, I and it took me out of the movie personally, but you know, I, you would get back into it because it. I did feel like this should have probably been in parts, which was the original plan, because like it was, it felt tonally different at times, like and it was just those moments where Zach, you know, Zach loves his pretty his pretty like shots. He loves mm-hmm. those. Some people would call them pretentious, like just those kind of scenes when like Aquaman just is drinking on the thing with the ocean and the music cha- oh, like yeah, it just yeah. changed the tone so much and i'm like what is this movie is it a sad movie is it a badass movie like it, it that was annoyed me like i was all what are we watching here um and then we kind of already answered this but i was like did i don't know if you said this or if it was just a quote online or zach said this because you can correct it was this supposed to be a cyborg movie? Because it didn't feel like a cyborg movie. It felt like he yes. had a story, but it, it didn't feel like a cyborg. He said that cyborg was the heart of the film. Oh, yeah. Um, not necessarily a cyborg movie, though. No, it wasn't a cyborg movie. This is, this is in fact, like, this is the, like, what should have been, mm-hmm. you know, even continuing on to Justice League 2 and 3 to make mm-hmm. a full Justice League, like, trilogy plus, like, story arc. Yeah. Um, this was supposed to be like the beginning of the end of Superman's story. Mm-hmm. Like, cause we got Man of Steel, we got BVS, and then we were supposed to get the rebirth into who he was supposed to be. Yeah. In the ending of Justice League 3. Yeah. Okay. So I have that. Then I wrote again in my notes, I hate this Wonder Woman music. Uh, and then to the tunnel scene, I personally don't think the tunnel scene, there was much improvement there. Um, there was not much. So the, the, there was the flash falling on gals boobs. Yeah. That was, changed. that was, that was, uh, of course ripped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was the old fight scene that was originally there. Yeah. Um, with Steppenwolf with in gal mm-hmm. that was added. And then flash was not his cowardly. Like, I don't, I don't know how to fight. I just like move around and push people. Yeah. So I, that was one thing I didn't have a problem with in the original because it it showed like a motivational thing. Because again, like we don't know anything about the Flash, like we know nothing. Like we they haven't told us anything, 
yeah, yeah. These the, this movie was supposed to be the introduction to three characters: Cyborg, yeah. Flash, and Jason Momoa's Aquaman. So, like, the thing is, I didn't mind the Joss Whedon like thing of the Flash because, like, Flash would be like, "Hey, I usually just push people," which is all he did here. He didn't punch anybody. He he, he did push. Uh... He did push the parody. Yeah. Yes. So, and, and it, had he actually been fighting, I would not have this argument, but I think going back to the Joss cut him saying, he's like, I kind of just run in, push people in and then leave freaking Batman saying what you need to do. Cause like, if he's never, he's never fought anybody like this. Like he's telling but you, he's saved, but he's saved plenty of people before. That was the whole thing with the security tape. Like, yeah. He's, he's been a hero before. That's why he has the suit. Batman didn't make that suit for him. Mm-hmm. He made the suit himself. So he has experience. And the one thing that, that the Joss cut made it seem like is that he, he had never done this before, which he had. There was evidence there for it. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like he, it's, I guess this is a, an impasse that we're not going to get by because if he's never fought true villains, like if fucking Stefan Wolf's there and there's these parademons, he's never dealt with that before. So there's an argument. He's like, I've never done this. I mean, but. there's an argument that none of them have fought parademons before. Well, I know that, but like Batman has fought super powered villains before. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, we can assume because we, we don't know he exactly. Superman, so at this point, he has no yes. fear. So, yeah. you know, and Wonder Woman has said, I have fought. I have killed whatever before. So we know that. And those those two people are there. And then Cyborg has no emotions at this point because you know it's just like whatever i'm a fucking robot because he's all in his feels um until he sees his dad but like in the joss cut um so yeah i i actually was somebody that did not mind the motivation there is because here he's just there and he you know he basically did the same thing i didn't think there was really any improvement there but another thing that happened in that scene is when aquaman shows up he has his armor and his thing which we his, know there was the to, Yeah, yeah. He didn't give a fuck. So are you telling me that he went back, picked that shit up to go fight? Whereas in the Joss cut, they fight Steppenwolf. And at the end, after he's taken the box and she's like, you need to help out. Aquaman's like, I need something from you first. And that's where he gets it. So in here, what, what it's basically entailing is, okay, uh, the... Well, actually, well, yes. Yeah, so sorry. So he goes to visit his father or mm-hmm. his his would be father with uh with the King Atlanta, you know, yeah. uh, and which is a completely different place when compared to the Aquaman movie. Mm-hmm. Totally fine, though. Um, and that's when you see Volko. And he's and you're right. He doesn't give a fuck because the point of it is that he's still trying to reject his heritage yeah. of being half Atlantean. Mm-hmm. But he is also a really nice hero. Mm-hmm. And there's evidence of that in the very first scene with with Ben and him. Because mm-hmm. the whole notion is that he saves that town, that village. Yeah. He brings them fish. He, he brings them any supplies that they need. Mm-hmm. And to the point where these people are almost seeing him like a God, which is why those women are singing and that Norse, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So we know that Aquaman is, he's one of those guys that is like, I don't give a fuck, but deep down inside he gives a fuck, you know? 
Yeah. So I guess you kind of have to connect the dots, but you, I can totally tell, like, I can see where you're going with yeah. like actual connective tissue mm-hmm. of like, Hey, you go from this scene and then immediately to this scene, it makes yeah. sense. I, yeah. I see where and you're that's going. where I'm coming from. And there's, I feel like there are moments like that in this film and I'm like, but I, I don't care at this point. You know what I mean? Because I know at the end of the day, because this never happens in Hollywood, this movie is always just going to be compared to the first one. It's mm-hmm. never going to be judged as a film by itself. It's always going to be compared to the first one. Unfortunately, like, yeah. cause even, even in the reviews that I have been in so far, mm-hmm. um, the very in, within the first 15 minutes, we're always like, Hey, we're not going to sit here and compare the two, blah, blah. Yeah. And then in the midst of the review, Everybody we say, Oh, and you know, nothing yeah. like the one in the first one, blah, blah, blah. And then we go and say whatever. Yeah. So it. You're you're completely right. You're one hundred percent right. So um, that happens. One thing that I was actually because I did enjoy this movie at times. Manhunter was cool but confusing, and here's a reason why. Again, that scene was cool, like when Manhunter showed up and he was the mom. Mm-hmm. But it Martha. automatically made me think, what if she just randomly calls her, and she's so all we, like, "Hey, we we had this conversation on a review." Um, you can very much tell that that Swanwick uh, mm-hmm. slash Manhunter is a genuine person. Yeah, for sure. Um, if if you watch Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, the animated shows, mm-hmm. um, even in uh, Young Justice and the animated movies, John is both the most human and the most alien member of the Justice League. Yes, I agree. And so we said... He would be nice enough probably to he, – he probably went to Martha mm-hmm. as Lois had a conversation to her, you know, did whatever, yeah. and then went to Lois and had the conversation as Martha. Yeah. And then he's a telepath. So if he needed to project any kind of memories to anybody, mm-hmm. he could do it, you know? Yeah. There is a lot of head cannoning into yeah, it. Yeah, that's one thing I'll say because we do talk shit about this in comics, so we have to say it here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it, and and there's a lot of people that have said I really love the Martha scene with mm-hmm. Martian Manhunter, but I wish that it was actually Martha. Yeah, and because I, I was it. freaking out, I was like, "What the fuck's about to happen?" Like, I was like, "Why is she turning red?" And then he turned. It was Manhunter. I was like, "Oh fuck!" I was like, "That was kind of cool," yeah. but then I instantly questioned. I was like, "Wait, what if she calls her?" Like, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was doing. And, um, and but that Lois, was cool, though. So Amy Adams' performance in here, um, mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, I know that she, for the most part, just played a super depressed fiance to Superman. Yeah. But like, even there, there's this like one small moment where she's in her apartment and she opens the chest and you see the ripped up cape, mm-hmm. and like she holds it for just like a split second and then like just places it down. I'm glad we um, didn't have any fake eggs in this one, though. Oof. Uh, those eggs are so fake in bbs bro when when superman's cooking them i just can't believe they did that but like they're with her like Mm -hmm. i'm so glad you know again talking about the old one but like her being like the big gun and it was all a part of the plan to begin with i know that was supposed to play off the the whole thing that like batman is always prepared um yeah the thirsty thing yeah yeah Mm -hmm. You know, this was literally off of coincidence where she, you know, took the advice of, quote unquote, Martha. Yeah. And went out to go get coffee. Yeah. 
And because of that, that's why she saw Superman when he was resurrected. Yeah. So. So, um, yeah. And then that's why, because, like, I had a conversation on stream or just in chats. And a lot of people are like, do we really need to see fucking Lois that many times getting coffee? And uh, because a lot of people think that you could have probably cut an hour out of this film and it still would have been good. Like, well, there's and- there's one scene that a lot of people are saying that could have definitely been cut out. Mm-hmm. And it's the Barry Allen, Iris West scene. Yeah, nothing happened there. And again, what this was supposed to do is this is supposed to introduce these characters. Mm-hmm. So that way, like Flash was like on the precipice, like it was about to be made. Mm-hmm. And then the downfall of this movie yeah, and the honestly like horrible collaboration of like the multiple directors that have attempted to make the flash so far. Yeah. Like it just messed the timeline up for, for sure. when these things are supposed to be filmed. But like if they were to go on the exact timeline that they were supposed to, mm-hmm. this would have made complete sense to have the flash and Iris introduced here. Yeah. And then we see the Flash movie in Iris West be there. Yeah. Know? So I did do this multiple times while writing. Um, and I had to delete it because I was taking notes on my phone. Um, I would be like, this was fucking stupid. And then the scene would finish. And then I'd be like, all right, it's not that bad. Because like <laughs> when he when he grabbed that hot dog, I was like, fuck you. But then they did the dog scene. And I was like, okay. And okay, he, he played it fine. off as like, oh man, look, you know, it's yeah. a great, it's the great way to be, you know, prepared. Yeah. Oh, how can I start this job? So I was like, okay, cool. I'll let it yeah. slide. See, I have no problem if saying something's wrong. Somebody right has there, already noticed. Um, if you pause it at the right time before the truck hits the hot dog mm-hmm. uh, stand and you zoom in on the hot dog stand, it's Granny Goodness's hot dogs. Nice. Yeah, I just I was very curious. I had to go back and watch it. I mean, you've seen it multiple times. But is the wiener like right in her face? No, no, no. no. It's, okay. it's off I was the side. like, I was like, man, that wiener's just floating there. Like, it's kind of weird. But um, like, it, there's also this precedence of like the Flash even says like he cannot control himself. Yeah. When he is at that type of speed, so even the attention to detail of like him being like very careful. Yeah. And like how he is like manipulating her and like moving Mm -hmm. her and all of this other stuff because he doesn't want to hurt her. Yeah. So that attention to detail was kind of cool. What were your thoughts on the shoes tearing? Because I feel like if you tear the shoes, all the rest of the clothes should have been torn at that speed. I mean, yes and no. Um, I don't know exactly what they were thinking as far as like, is it because there's so much friction between his sh- his feet and the ground compared yeah. to the friction between his arms and air? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It it's it's whatever. I like the attention to detail of the were they wings? I think they were wings or lightning bolts on his actual shoes. Oh, I guess I I just I didn't pay attention enough. I just saw them disintegrate. Yeah. So I was just like, oh shit um so yeah there was that um but yeah i agree that scene could have totally been cut and wouldn't have mattered at all Mm -hmm. um now that was like i said manhunter was cool um this was one thing that it doesn't bother me but it kind of does that they were just all kind of on board until until they get to the point where they need to actually bring superman back but they were all just kind of cool with it and they're like yeah let's just do it and there was no conflict 
Well, no. And I think one of the main things is, you know, there's there's a moment in the gravesite mm-hmm. when uh, when Jason Momoa and Wonder Woman are uh, or, or Gal are at the van while Ray Fisher and uh, and Urza are digging the grave. Yeah. Um, Flash says Barry, he tells Cyborg, he's like, hey, man, like he was my hero. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, he would be on board with this. Yeah. And I can't remember the exact quote between Wonder Woman and Aquaman, mm-hmm. but there was an old saying that the Atlanteans and the Themyscarians uh, shared. And it's yeah. basically on on this note of like, well, if one falls, the other needs to be replaced. You know, yeah. it needs to be. And so, again, that plays into the part of, you know, nobody can really replace Superman. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to have to bring him back. Yeah, no, I have no problem with that. But, like... In the original, we saw Wonder Woman had a problem with it. And it, well, one, because here's my logical thinking, right? When you have, how many people are in this team? Six, but not including Superman. So five before he comes back to life. When you have five alpha dogs, there's conflict. You know what I mean? Would you call Barry an alpha? Well, I mean, who the fuck's going to beat him, though? At this stage, they don't have, like, a lot of information on them. You know what I mean? Cyborg can disintegrate all of them if he wanted to but he's not going to, but nobody's going to catch Barry. Bruce doesn't have enough info on him. Superman can see him moving. Wasn't necessarily able to like catch him right away. You know what I mean? Um, So like, yeah. And I think if Barry wanted to do what Barry wanted to do, he could be, he's just goofy. So you don't see him as an alpha. He's an alpha in central city. You know what I mean? So like, that's the reason why he's a hero there and he's a main. So in this group, probably not, but I would just say that. And so, like, that's one thing I will say from the Joss cut that I did like. I like that there was some conflict of Wonder Woman at that time being like, this is wrong. And Bruce being that hard-headed person that he is, he's like, no, this is an option that we need to fucking take. Yeah. I like that. So I don't mind it. I didn't mind it here because they kind of had that conflict when they were bringing him back. There's even a moment where when they're bringing him back in the ship, the ship tells them this is wrong. Yeah. Like this is not a good thing to do. Yeah. Like even the ship is warning him. Yeah. um, So that was just one thing that because I know I feel like, again, we know that people are always going to compare these movies. I just there was things from the original that I was like, you know, those are actually good things that I wouldn't have mind seeing also in this, like just with the way Snyder did it. But it is what it is. Um and then we get to the big like Superman fighting everybody scene, which there was some new scenes, but I could see why they were cut. I mean, I liked Flash hitting Aquaman. That was kind of mm-hmm. cool, um, especially the um, like the afterwards, like I'm going to kill you or basically yeah, like, whatever you said. He points at him. Um, he's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. But as a Batman fan, I was still I still hate this scene. I still hate the scene because he shows up at like super late. But he had no backup plan. And that pissed me off so much because Lois just happens to show up. We know why she's there. They they showed us coffee scenes like five times. So we know it's her routine. She would have been there no matter what. But Batman not having a backup plan for a crazy Superman kind of annoyed the hell out of me. Because at least in the Justice League, he was like, bring in plan B or I need plan b and it was lois because he knew 
Superman would have this crazy relationship and Lois could more than likely get him out of any kind of trance or anything. So I but just didn't like that. There's Superman. already, there's already a head cannon and a almost confirmation, uh, technically confirmation uh, as of why he even stopped. It wasn't because of Lois. See, but now we're getting into that realm of if you don't show it, it doesn't well, count. They, they, they did show it. Where? So there's a moment where Lois is in bed and she opens the drawer and there is a pregnancy test. Uh-huh. In this that, movie? Yeah. In this know. movie. Yeah, she she is it's it's the scene in the trailer where like she wakes up from what would have been a nightmare. Uh-huh. But the, of course the nightmare was I haven't wasn't. seen all that. I haven't seen these new trailers, so no, no, no. It was an old trailer. It was oh. like one of the original trailers. Oh. Uh, but uh, she wakes up and she like puts her hand like on his pillow mm. and then she like sits up and she opens the drawer and she grabs the uh, Daily Planet press pass. Mm-hmm. And right underneath the press pass is a pregnancy test. But how I, I just don't get that from this scene. That scene, he clearly stops because she shows up. Yes. Like Batman is but, getting lasered. But he also, he he knows Batman and he knows Wonder Woman, just like he knows Lois. He could have easily done something to Lois, but the idea is that he probably used X-ray vision on her and saw a Kryptonian no, inside no, no, of her. No, no, no. No, no, no. I don't have any problem. I don't. I feel like that's very, very like reachy. But I feel like, as a comic book fan, I believe the woman you love can snap you out of a trance. No baby, nothing. I think if he just saw the women he loved, because in this, he's going after Bruce. Could be like, oh, you motherfucker. I know exactly who you are. Granted, Whedon made it seem even crazier. You know what I mean? But like he's showing kind of like, oh shit. And you hear Wonder Woman being like, you're Kal-El, like remember who you are, blah, blah, all that jazz. And so when he sees Batman for the first time, he's like, you asshole, you're one of the last things I remember. And so he's making a beeline for him. So that's in, you know, what's the word? Uh, Implying that Mm. he has memories. So obviously the woman you love is going to have probably your best memories. So I, I agree that that is what got him out of the trance. I don't know about, I just feel like that's very reachy. Um, because they don't ever talk about the pregnancy thing later on or in the field or anything. You know what I mean? If they did, then I could be like, okay, I'll, I will concede to that. Because it's supposed to lead up like all of that story yeah, is supposed to be I, in the other movies. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, like on this podcast, we always say if you don't show it, it doesn't count. So I feel like but he did show the pregnancy test. It, That's it doesn't matter. Like we don't know. We we don't know. She could have had just because you missed it. Just because uh, you missed it. That's no, no. no. If, I believe you're saying the pregnancy thing, but the thing is, he's been dead for how long at this a point? Month. A month. Mm-hmm. What happens a lot of the times when uh, somebody dies, you grieve, right? Pregnant mm-hmm. women, more than likely, depending on how close it was, could have a miscarriage. I have friends that have been through this kind of stuff. So if we want to play that kind of game, I could be like, well, she had a miscarriage. Why are you better? Why is yours more believable than mine? You know what I mean? Like, again, that's why I say if it's not shown, it doesn't count. So, and it it clearly shows that like it's because Lois is there. And so like, as a Batman fan, that just annoyed the hell out of me. Yeah, it's cool he had gauntlets that he could actually block stuff with. Um, but I 
I was glad that they didn't go the uh, Black Panther route. Something's definitely bleeding. Oh, that was. I mean, everybody knows how much I hate <laughs> Batman in Justice in Justice League. Everybody knows that. But this one, I was like, okay, he has the gauntlets were cool. I'm glad. At least, it, yeah, the it, the energy you know? didn't like disperse. Yeah, after it. yeah, yeah. Um, so it was cool. I was like, okay, he could take that. But just him not having a backup plan, I was like, really? And honestly, just to kind of speed up through some of my notes, Batman didn't do shit in this movie. Like, genuinely. I yeah, feel like he and, didn't really do anything. And again, this is probably going to piss you off even more, but uh, Zach has also said, and this was known, this is known, but I don't know if you, if you mm-hmm. remember um, there's a cut of this movie that's longer than this. Yeah, and I hate that he keeps saying that. I'm like, oh, I thought there was no uh, pulled punches or nothing here. Like, well, well, we're finding out that there even there was there was like compromises with even this version uh, because he wasn't supposed to uh, film anything additional, and he's like, well, fuck mm-hmm. it, I'm gonna film it anyway. Um, so there was that. Um, yeah. he, I told you on your stream he filmed a yeah. Green Lantern scene. And he was not allowed to even show it. Like mm-hmm. they said, they said, "Hey, we have plans for Green Lantern, so you cannot do it." Yeah. Um. So there's that. So there is technically a cast for John Stewart out there in the ethos that nobody knows about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I mean, everybody. There, knows there, was, there was two Green Lanterns in this movie, though. Yeah, the one that was dead in the Justice League scene, and then the one that died in the history lesson. Right? Yeah. yeah. Kilowog. Yeah. Died in the uh, in the Justice League scene. Yeah. See. I saw that real quick and I just didn't want to go back to like checks. I was like, Oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah. So, uh, yeah. So after the no team conflict thing or whatever, um, I think we get a shot of dark side. I was just wrote dark side's cool. Uh, Oh no, no, no. That was before that. So dark side's cool. Uh, black man doesn't have a plan B. Um, uh, getting the third mother box was better in this scene. Um, because we actually saw him get the fucking mother box. Yeah. Um, this was one of the moments where I did another one of those things where I said this was stupid and erased it when his dad just kills himself. I was like, well, that was fucking stupid. And then they but say it's a call back to the very beginning of the movie where they accidentally like heated the metal. Mm-hmm. And they were like, holy crap, this is the hottest thing on earth now. Yeah. No, no, no. And- I just when I had wrote that was stupid is because he killed himself for no reason. But then they say he was heating it up because of whatever. Yeah, so, so they yeah, can yeah. Th- so they can pick it up on satellite footage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. And then there was another random thing. Why I don't know why I thought about this, but I feel like I feel like Flash could have been used even better, and they could have built up the like friendship between him and Cyborg a little bit more in this film because there's this moment when they're in the Bat Cave, and like obviously Cyborg just lost his dad. And Aquaman's talking to Flash. He's all like, that doesn't look like a guy that's all right or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. feel like, because then Flash is, Flash says something that's. Yeah, he says, I thought you didn't care. And, yeah. and, and Aquaman says, I never said that. And then he yeah. walks away. And then, yeah, it kind of does whatever. It would have been really cool for Barry to say something along the lines of like, when a child loses his father, that's when he like it pushes him to be stronger or something well, like that. There would, would be, con- cool. there would be connective tissue for the fact that like, he hasn't been able to like be with his dad. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I was saying. And then that, that's why I would have pretty much liked that. Now here's one thing that I feel like, and I don't remember if this was supposed to happen or if that's what they were saying was supposed to happen in the justice league, but it happens here 
the same way. And I think it's done horribly in both movies is a lot of people were saying that Batman was supposed to feel bad and was basically going to sacrifice himself going into this city. I brought, I brought this up as well. Um, there's a moment. It's like a switch. Mm-hmm. You can definitely tell. And I think that is like when, when Zach says, Oh, there's a longer version of this film. I think mm-hmm. we're missing that part. Yeah. But when they get to the Russian scene, like mm-hmm. Chernobyl or whatever, yeah, he starts to be like, you just need to make it into the dome. You just need to make it into the dome. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, are you going to take down the tower? He's like, don't worry, I'll take it down. It sounds very sacrificial. Yeah. And I noticed it immediately on my very first watch. And I was yeah. like, this sounds weird. Yeah. And I understood the reason why in the justice because the whole point was that he was getting too old and he just Mm -hmm. wanted it to be done and he didn't want to be Batman anymore. Like all of these different things And here it was a flip of the switch, but I think more so like Zach is not the type of person to mess something up like that, especially with how much he cares about Batman. Mm -hmm. So I think there was just something that he had to cut out. I feel like we get, we differ on that opinion. You know how I feel about his portrayal of Batman. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was done bad in both films. Um, because it did seem like he was sacrificing himself. And it just... We've already talked about how you make a badass Batman sacrifice a million yeah. times. Just go watch the fucking animated series. Yeah, the um, very first episode of the animated series. Yeah. He Like, he blows up the... He does something and it's about to blow up the Batwing. Mm-hmm. And then Superman saves him and he's yeah. kind of pissed about it. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely just got to do something like that. Like, I need assistance on the count of I can't fly. Like, yeah. that period. Um, so, yeah. And then, um, so, yeah, that didn't make sense to me. The visuals there were cool. Um, are they, you know, it's just more Batman, Batmobile stuff. But then there was the comic book splash page. Yeah, yeah. That didn't really wow me, personally. Uh, I know no, I, I just I just felt like there's always supposed to be one in a team up movie like that. And yeah. this was a good enough spot for it. Yeah. You know? And I think, yeah, I guess it, the justice one was at the end. They did theirs at the end when the fucking, you know, yeah. thing uh, got better or whatever. Um, and then so from there, uh, there was the not impressed, which we already talked about. Flash still runs stupid. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. I I was going to bring that up. I was waiting for you to bring it up. Yeah. Um. I will say they sped up his movements mm-hmm. in the justice cut, which mm-hmm. makes it look even goofier. Yeah. This one slows it down to where you're kind of believing it, but it's still goofy. Yeah. Um, I did. I did like the whole running in a circle thing. And then, you know, he gets hurt and stuff, which adds a little bit more drama. And then it does all that jazz. You know, that and, cool. and, and he is not he he hasn't perfected his speed whatsoever. Yeah. He's learning about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this whole idea of like, oh, you know, I've recently noticed that I collect a, a electrical charge when I do this. But, you know, some things yeah. can feel a little wonky, which I do like how they set up the scene with the resurrection scene mm-hmm. when he runs through the ship to touch the mother box, it does rewind time a hair, like a small yeah, hair. This was the weirdest like idea of time travel. Like it makes sense to me, but I guess visually I'm not a big fan of it, but I understand it. It's like rewinding. 
Yeah, um, it was it was literally rewinding while he was going forward. Yeah, it, but it when, looked crazy. Yeah, because I was just like, because I remember hearing about, oh yeah, they're gonna fail, and then Flash is gonna go back in time to bring them back or whatever. So I was thinking, I was like, okay, I already know what's gonna happen. They're gonna fucking die, and then Flash is gonna go back in time and restart everything. Because everything we know from the shows or comic books, when he goes back in time, there's like himself, you know what I mean? And he's like, I can't interact with that person or whatever. And then you just basically replay the scene. And so this was just a way I've never seen, I guess, time done before. And so it was kind of weird to me. Um, And I like, I noticed it the first time when they did it with the... um, with the Superman thing. And then of course, like it made a little bit more sense going backwards. Um, but I kind of, I don't know, like I kind of would have wanted it to kind of replay and have flash actually change something. You know what I mean? There was rumors of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, we knew that this was going to be a part of the movie. Um, yeah. and that's just the fact that like for everybody who is a fan of the, Snyder Cut movement. Yeah, um, we kind of knew the plot points of mm-hmm. what was gonna was what was gonna happen, and f- from what everybody's idea of this was was that he was going to change something or rewind to a point where it's like, hey, we have to do this a different way. Yeah, um, but it wasn't necessarily a different way because apparently it was just that solid of a plan. Yeah, and that they were able to do it that way. So um, I'm very curious if, because we've already learned that people like people will love what Snyder does, but we've seen other filmmakers change what Snyder's done in their movies because they weren't a big fan of it. A la Jason Wan in Aquaman, he was like, "We're not going to do air bubbles." Like, yeah, we're not. Doing which, that. which I will say, great move on. Yeah, Wan's part. So I'm very curious if, because Flashpoint, you have to go back in time. Yes. How are they going to do that here? Like that, I'm curious at how what's his name is going to perceive time travel. I'm totally fine with whatever uh, Muschietti decides mm-hmm. to do. Like, I'm just excited for that movie, yeah. especially after seeing something like this, mm-hmm. uh, which I mean is kind of unfortunate for Muschietti because this scene has been raved about online. It mm-hmm. genuinely has. People are super excited about this. Um, I just scrolled past the comment that said, uh, the most excited I have been about a comic book movie in years, mm-hmm. specifically because of that scene. And now Muschietti has to make a flash movie and you're kind of like, okay, how do I live up to this or make yeah. it better? So, I mean, honestly, if he just gives me him running correctly, I'll be fine. Like I just, I cannot fucking stand the way he runs. Um, but yeah, personally just, I don't know if I was just, because when dude, when I honestly, when I hit the two hour mark, I was like, I got two more fucking hours of this. I was like, holy shit. Because uh, granted, again, watching anime, I could have watched a whole season in this four and, hours. And that is why that is why I am watching this with Abby mm-hmm. in parts. Yeah. Like, I don't want her to be overwhelmed or too tired because we are watching it near like dinner time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not like, hey, it is. 10 30 let's wait until it's like let's let's watch this all the way through yeah. and go to bed at three you know mm-hmm. so. for sure yeah no it was pretty rough um but yeah i honestly like 
that's the only thing Flash does in this movie. It feels like is go back in time. That 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 scene, and that's it. I don't feel like I don't feel like he had an actual story like Cyborg did. You know what I mean? And I don't. But really that, I like, think it's more so because Cyborg is more connected to what the story was about, which is the mother boxes. Mm-hmm. Flash isn't really connected in that way. No, I agree. But like again, this was their first introductions or whatever i just felt like you could have done a little bit more with these characters i know they tried to do this stuff with his dad but like i don't would have added another hour to it you ready for it no (laughs) hell no i so the one the funny thing about this and like i don't know like i know you've done a little bit of video editing i've done i feel like 100 hours of video editing so when it comes to editing i can be very picky and like especially just films in general but I genuinely feel like I could cut an hour out of this film and it would still just be, be just as good. Like, honestly, because a lot of this stuff and people are probably like, no, they added so much more. I'm like, dude, they literally just extended some scenes and like and some but of a lot of walking and shit. And a lot of people have said that the extended version of those scenes or even like just the changed dialogue of some things mm-hmm. have made those scenes better than what was mm-hmm. seen before. Yeah. And in some aspects, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in particular would be... I think the Lois dialogue's better with... What's her name? The, yes, yeah, Lois and Martha better. is definitely better. And I feel like the... Although, again, probably a scene that you could have cut uh, was the graveyard scene when getting, when getting Clark. Mm-hmm. But then you would have to show them at least getting Clark, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... You know, there it's it's a pick and choose game, and mm-hmm. honestly, I would love to be in an editing room. Yeah, I would love to see that to see yeah. how that is decided. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, um, I mean, it's usually depending on the director, you get full. I mean, obviously, this act didn't have full, but um, yeah, I don't know, like, I just feel like there was certain things that didn't need to be there, like. They again, they she got coffee so many times, it feels like in that movie, and maybe it was only three scenes, but I was like, that's still too much. Um, and then the slowing down of Wonder Woman every fucking time. I felt like I was watching that not another teen movie where that time the fancy girl comes in every time <laughs> and time slows down, like the wind blows yeah, and everything. Dude. I think had if it just wasn't the music, I wouldn't have cared, but it was like, oh, I was like, oh my god, shut up. Um, because, and I think my problem with it, right, is Wonder Woman is probably the only hero right now that has a fucking amazing soundtrack, like our theme, I should say. Yeah. Her theme is amazing. And by the way, the soundtrack, up. the soundtrack, the junk, junkie XL mm-hmm. tra- soundtrack to this movie is four hours long. Yeah, no, I was trying to make that fucking TikTok. I was like, where the fuck is this song at? Like, I was yeah. trying to find it. Um, and it was the Wonder Woman one, but like I had to like zip through the thing and I just couldn't find that ah music part. And I was just like, oh my God. Um, you know what I will say though is I, I, unlike Hans Zimmer, there's not like a, uh, a song in here that I'm like, oh my God. There's yeah. Not for me. Um, I actually did not notice it, uh, the first two times. So hopefully mm-hmm. I will notice it the third time, but there's a metal version of superman's theme in this movie oh really 
there's like a hard rock version of it. Hmm. Um, so I'll have to see where that is. Yeah. Uh, I he changed say, Batman's theme. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. Um, I, uh, one thing I will say that I was kind of disappointed with because this is the one thing I can always count on when it comes to Zack Snyder is an amazing music intro and we didn't get it. And I was just like, damn. Well, I I don't know if I showed you it yet, and I don't know if you've seen it, but there was, in fact, a intro sequence to what would have been for, like, each episode if it was mm-hmm. still episodic instead of one whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure you would have been, like, okay with it. Uh, no, I, didn't, it, I, it I hadn't it, seen that then. It felt a little like Daredevil. Mm-hmm. But oh, okay. it didn't sound it, it. It looked and felt like Daredevil, but it didn't sound like Daredevil. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, I mean, if you have the video or something, send it to me. Yeah, I I'll can definitely it check it out. But okay, for the last twenty minutes of this fucking movie, I thought this was pointless bullshit, in my opinion. And I was hoping to be saved because I was I had already erased a couple bad things, you know. And I was like, okay, he proved me wrong. I was. All of this, I, I hated the dialogue between Jared Leto. I don't know how you felt about this, but I've heard a lot of people that say I still hate Jared Leto. And I was like, you know what? I wanted this to be a redemption for him. I wanted him to knock this out of the park. And I wanted him to everybody to be like, he's the greatest thing ever. He needs a freaking own movie. Blah, blah. Granted, there's probably still people that are saying that. But I wanted to be that person that was like, no, he's fucking amazing. I need to see him again. I felt like his voice changed multiple times while he was being the Joker. And the thing is, uh, Zack Snyder, Joss Whedon himself, by doing that last trailer where he's like, we live in a society. That's not in the fucking movie. No, uh, and it was Jared Leto's thing. Uh, Jared Leto asked them, like, hey, could we do this ad lib for uh, the trailer that shows me? Yeah. And that's a huge pet peeve of mine. So when it didn't happen, I was so pissed. I was like, fuck you. Because like, because <laughs> that's what the one thing everybody was raving about. They're like, yeah. Batman. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, that part, he called him Batman. Yeah. In there. But like with the lead up of everything was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. good, you know? And, and then he just went on this whole thing. He's like, who's going to give you a reach around and all this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I was just like, they, I would have loved to see more Deathstroke talking. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that would have been cool. But I don't know. Like, I think they just... Jared Leto didn't do himself any favors, they, in my opinion. Zach has said that he wanted to have an interaction with Joker and Batman. Yeah. If this was his last DC movie. Mm-hmm. Because he wants to make a Batman movie. There's he no, does. He like, does. You know, he definitely does. Yeah. Um, so he wanted to have that interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there was some things in that conversation that took me out of it. Yeah. Um, but to be completely honest, if you would have changed that conversation to a Deathstroke Batman conversation, I would have enjoyed that a little more. Yeah. Just because the whole point of Batman's movie was supposed to be a Deathstroke Batman movie. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I would agree with that. Uh, another problem is, is and we've talked about this off off podcast before, but again, and, and they talk about it here, like, are you going to kill me? He's like, I am going to fucking kill you. 
Why is he not dead now? You've killed so many people, Batman. You had a whole BVS where you killed so many people. Why are your villains still alive if you went through this whole killing phase? It's the biggest plot hole in the Snyderverse. I mean, for for this individual, like for this sequence here, you can definitely say that like Deathstroke and Joker are only there to uh, to ends meet. You know, yeah, they are on a goal. He is he is on a mission, and once that mission is done, and he even says it, once we are yeah. done here, I will fucking kill you. Yeah. Um, which I'm so glad it wasn't like a really stupid f bomb. Yeah, like. This I can tell in context. Okay, yeah, no, it, it, That's it was probably why I didn't notice it. Honestly, yeah, you know, but uh, did you notice stupid f bombs? Like, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not griping on it. I'm just saying, like. That's just always been now. Granted, if you if playing devil's advocate here, we could argue that that Batman in that other universe never killed until the world well, ended. So I can so argue that the multiverse was mentioned several different times in this movie, mm-hmm. including Joker at the very end. And there is this, of course, just like your argument of like, if it wasn't so, if it wasn't said here, it doesn't count, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But there's these theories and, you know, conversations happening that this version of Batman has yeah. actually witnessed the destruction and everything that has happened with Superman. Yeah. So he's the one trying to lead these heroes and villains so that way they can have a better world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then again, in this conversation, Joker does mention Robin. And I'm just like, see, he would, if he's a killer, you would be dead. Like it, it, it makes no sense to me, but here's my thing and why I call bullshit. And Zack Snyder could have done one thing, one thing. And it would have saved all of this for me is when Superman shows up, right? And you're just like, oh, fuck. If Batman would have just been like, Flash, run! I would have been fine because then it ties it to fucking BVS. And I would have been like, oh, that's awesome. I would have been 100% okay. So, again, I need to... So, the uh, it has been already said by Zach himself, Mm -hmm. the storyboards that are in Dallas right now that you can read are in Jeff Johns's handwriting. Mm-hmm. They all Jim Lee, Jeff Johns and Zach sat down one afternoon and yeah. wrote out all of these storyboards. Mm-hmm. The intro to Zack Snyder's Justice League number 2. Mm-hmm. The opening scene is Superman fucking up that group. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, different characters in that storyboard, but for the most part It's some of the same, including Mira. Mira, apparently, it doesn't give any details, but all it says is Mira gets crushed by Superman. Uh, Dude, with that that accent, I think she could destroy Superman, honestly. So Uh. I can, you know, assume that that scene that you're wanting to happen probably could happen in the very beginning of that scene, which, which is what is the whole point of the second movie is to go back in time and mm-hmm. fix things to prevent the nightmare scene. Yeah. And I think even, even if that's the case, you could have still had him say flash run flash gets out of there and everybody else still gets fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could have still had it, but honestly, had he done that, I would have been like, ah, oh, clever. 
I was like, that's good. Because again, that's because Flash is wearing the same suit. Like you mm-hmm. could have tied it to BVS. He has you know, the like, he has the weird mustache. Yeah, yeah, like I just think that would have done a lot for me. I, it would have because one of the to quote fucking Vince McMahon from WWE, his biggest quote is the only the only thing people remember is the end, and it's how you left them. And if he would have left me with that, because you like it because it's Superman, you know. You're like, but me, had he tied that to BVS, I would have been like, all right, that's fucking dope. Like he would have left me on a high note. Um, so no, and then if that's the case, if that's the case, let's say it actually ended up like that. Mm-hmm. Like he said, Barry run, mm-hmm. and Barry runs in the wrong time. Yeah, and then he says, "Oh, I'm too, I'm too early." Where the fuck does he go at that point? Exactly. Does he go back? Does he go back just to die? And well, that's the thing, right? If you're saying that he gets every <laughs> everybody gets killed, right? He goes back and everybody's fucking dead, and then he just has to run back again. You know, he's like, I got to redo this. So he tries to go back. So, you know, there's a lot of things like I just think that would have been really cool because you could have had what you could have done is had this epic visual of him running down the highway and everybody just being like slaughtered in the background and just fucking he disappears into the fucking future Um, because and I think this is another reason why is I don't think I dreamed this. But Batman talks about, he was like, I could have swore in this chair. Like, doesn't he flash yes. that? Yeah, he does. Yeah, right? so, 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 he, so he's, he's sitting in the chair and he's like, it's so weird. Like, I, there was, there was a moment where I was sitting in this chair and Barry came to me and told yeah. me that Lois was the key. Yeah. So, yeah, again, if it would have ended like that, it would have been like, all right, all right, you got me. So here's one thing I want to point out, because I feel like we've, you know, we've said our piece here. Um... Wait, where's my my friend was asking me, he's like, what's your thoughts on the Snyder Cut earlier? And he sent me this because I told him I was like, I told him the same thing I've said here about people are always going to compare the two. Um, So going from this, he says, I'm pretty sure uh, I guess I'll take a listen to it because he was talking about if we were going to talk about on the podcast. And I was like, I'm pretty sure people are just trying to justify the whole movement and drama it technically represents. He's basically saying, is it really fucking over the top amazing or is it a lot of people will not admit there's stuff wrong with this movie because they want I think to there's, I think, the movement. I think there's some people that will do that mm-hmm. I will tell you I will tell you this there's a friend of mine who is dead center of like the big voices of this movement mm-hmm. he's on a huge live stream that has freaking 600 plus like every Friday night yeah and in his review, he was like, there's a lot of stuff that I had to nitpick and I didn't like, hmm. but it was a great movie. Yeah. Like he, he said, Hey, it was miles ahead of what was there in 2017. There were some things I didn't like, and he nitpicked a lot, mm-hmm. just kind of like you, but even more. Yeah. And, but he ended up saying like, this is a, this is a great movie. Yeah. And, uh, it was already shown, uh, yesterday. Uh, with just two days, this movie has hit number 25 in the top 250 films on IMDb's top 250. Nice. Um, yeah, so, like, I don't know. Again, uh, I have had made I made it known here. I didn't think this was going to be that drastic for me, obviously. Um, I didn't think it was going to be. I, I, I do think it is better than what we got in 2017. I will say that. But. I don't think it's like crazy miles like some people will say just because again 
we're never going to be able to judge this film for what it was. You know what I mean? Oh, those people, only the people that never saw the first one can do that. You know what I mean? I think, and I know this is going to sound bullshit just because I'm the fan that I am. Give me Zack Snyder's Justice League 2 and 3 so I can watch Man of Steel, BVS, and the Justice League trilogy, and I would be able to judge that film. Now, I I will tell you, I have not seen Justice League or the mm-hmm. uh, Joss Whedon's version of this movie since I saw it in theaters. Yeah, I've seen that movie three or four times just because I always had this thing when we could go to theaters. I would always see films twice because yes. I don't like to necessarily judge first go arounds because I do sometimes think critically. And I'm like, all right, I want to see it a second time because we did this with Birds of Prey when we saw it again. We're like, you know what? Yep. It's not as bad as we originally thought. Yeah. We also had shitty people in our theater oh, that God. ruined the experience. Um, so, like, I always do that. If I have a bad theater experience, I try to watch the movie a second time. So I saw it twice in theaters, and then I probably saw it one more time when I bought it, and then I did the – I wanted to do my list, and so I had to watch it again. Where I, I tried to see this movie a second time when it was in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, the second time I went to go see it though, the moment in the very beginning with Batman and the Parademon, yeah. um, within two minutes of that scene, it started to glitch out and completely stopped. Oh, that's, and, uh, like I didn't even wait for like a manager to come into the theater. I just told myself, this is a sign Mm. I'm getting out of here, but I had my movie pass, so I didn't even pay for it. So nice. Yeah, um, there will, you know, like, and I think that's the thing, too, is I, I'm trying to see it, both of them objectively. That's why I said I did enjoy things that Joss did do, but there are things that I enjoyed that Snyder did. I like that Snyder didn't have the, um, the like, sex jokes in there, because he still, again, he did some of the cheesy, corny jokes. And yeah, I was no, I was, I was telling, uh, I don't know if it was you or even in this podcast, but I was telling several people that a lot of the gal gadot butt shots Mm -hmm. there was none in this movie yeah yeah and you know like we we already know what's going on with all of that we've talked about it and again like joss whatever his problems is it is what it is um but yeah it's still even though he's still the dude that did avengers you know the first one the second one sucked but even in that one like he knew how to build a team together and i like the idea of having some conflict between teammates so i enjoyed that and then i personally enjoyed the motivation of the flash um because this is barry allen's very young and bruce is very old and so i like that idea of like mentorship you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like very it's like hey i'm a team lead like let me help you get through this how did then, you feel about the uh, the kind of the very small uh, indication of uh, Wonder Bat being a part of this universe? Yes, I mean, it is what it is. I I've always been one of those people. It's like if they hook up, they hook up. You know. Well, like, the original plan, which mm-hmm. is why there's there's a Zack Snyder's Justice League shirt that mm-hmm. that is like an enneagram or whatever, like a yeah, whole yeah, bunch yeah. of pictures telling you the story of the full trilogy of Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um. The original plan was that uh, Bruce got with Lois while Superman was dead. And that's why she's pregnant. Oh, wow. That would have been terrible. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Wait, that was his original plan? Yeah. Oh, that would have been awful. Like, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, granted, and, and then and then Superman would have had to raise a child that wasn't his own, which would mirror Jonathan Kent to Clark. Yeah, and then uh, there's even at the very end of the storyboards of Justice League three, uh-huh. um, Lois shows this new uh, child. Mm-hmm. Um, he is now grown, and she shows him the Batcave. Hmm. So it would yeah, be introducing yeah. a possible Batman Beyond. Well, then, would oh, I guess he wouldn't have, like, Superman. Yeah, I know. I would fucking hate that. I would be awful. Like, look, look. Batman's my favorite character, but my boy has done some fucked up things, all right? All right? <laughs> he fucked over Dick Grayson in that one series where he gets Barbara pregnant, and then she gets punched by, like, a robber and loses the baby. But, like, but, but having a baby with your best friend's fiance. Yeah, like, look, oof. man. Come on. I'd rather him do some <laughs> fucked up shit than saving the world instead of fucking over his friends, okay? Like, got to erase some things. But yeah, for the most part, again, um, I do think it's better than the original. It didn't, like, super blow me away, but uh, the Manhunter stuff was okay. I, also, I didn't give a shit about the Manhunter part at the end, honestly. I didn't really give a shit. Yeah, no, it, it was basically just reiterating, like, hey, yeah. there is still a threat, and that threat being Darkseid. Yeah. Um, you know, it was kind of touching, the whole point of, like, hey, your parents would have been proud. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like everybody was pointing out the fact that like how nonchalant Bruce was to a green yeah. alien just like walking up to his house. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. when when you're friends yeah, with man. everybody on the yeah. league, you know, it's, it's yeah. whatever. Yeah, I didn't think too much of it, but I just did just kind of think it was weird. Um, but I feel like I would have preferred that it. I would have preferred him talking to Superman, honestly over over fucking batman but you know it is what it is um unless unless you would have gave me some kind of interaction like he did with lois and that if he would have had another interaction with bruce at some point that would have mm-hmm. been interesting you know what i mean um maybe he would i need to go i need to go back because it's been a while since i've seen bvs the ultimate edition also mm-hmm. I need to see if there's anything that is indicating like a reason why Bruce is having these nightmares. Yeah. Or if it's something that Zach wanted to introduce like in later movies as of why he is being tethered to this nightmare sequence. Um, yeah. Because I can recall, but because if you're right, because it could have easily that whole epilogue yeah. in the nightmare scene could have been Superman's nightmare. Yeah. With being with coming back mm-hmm. from the dead and then yeah, like sure. seeing himself in the future killing his friends like you know that could yeah. be his nightmare. Yeah, so it was interesting, but I'm I'm not going to lie, I'm glad this is fucking over. Uh because it's been For a now. long time. For now. You know, I'm not even going to get into that. If it fucking <laughs> happens, it happens, but at least at that point it'll just be new shit. Yes. Oh, but since I've been gone, cuz I will say this, and maybe if it is going to be Zack Snyder stuff, it's probably only going to stay on HBO. He'd probably fight for it to be in theaters. But um, we know that there is a Superman movie in the works yeah. from J.J. Abrams J- studio. J- yeah. It is being written by a prominent black writer. Who so, is, I will say, probably one of the worst writers right now. Uh, yeah. And a lot of people are assuming this is going to be Michael B. Jordan taking over the role of Superman. And granted, like, I would take, this is going to say fucked up, but hear me out first. I would take Zack Snyder's universe 
over them just wanting to do a black Superman to do a black Superman. Oh, and and there is definitely this this notion mm-hmm. of uh, hey, because again, Ray Fisher stuff came out yeah. around the same time, and they're like, hey, don't pay attention to that. Look, Black Superman. Yeah, yeah, you know? and this is my thing. I don't I don't care about the Ray Fisher stuff, but one, if it's Michael B. Jordan and he does end up taking this role, and it's Clark Kent, but just black. That's going to be annoying because Michael B. Jordan himself says, I don't want to do that. I would rather do like Val Zod or something yeah. like that and do my own story. But this writer has said, I'm, you know, they said it's going to be in the DCEU, which mm-hmm. if they're going to just introduce this black Superman out of what we've already seen and what we have, you're just going to fuck up the universe even more yeah. than it already is. And like, just give us Val Zod. Like, honestly, because we're already getting we're going to get an hour man movie randomly. Like there was this this. <laughs> I saw a meme that was, I saw a meme that was like, hey, you guys want a Superman movie? Yeah. How about an hour man movie instead. Yeah. Like, and so like there was this uh, thing that came out because it was at a conference or something with WB and other. Yeah, shit. Uh, uh, AT&T had a investors call. Yeah, That's and they had Batgirl, Blue Beetle, all of these other fucking things. And yeah, that's another thing we haven't talked about, Blue yeah, Beetle. We, uh, we got a Latina Supergirl. I'll take that shit. Yeah. But yeah. that's because it's going to be in Flash. I'm okay and, with that. But we don't know what version of Supergirl this is. Because yeah. Because we, we do know, and it's been confirmed, that Supergirl was supposed to be in the pod at mm-hmm. the, uh, in the ship that's in Man of Steel. There is a comic book that is directly connected to Man of Steel. There is a precedence for it. Yeah. So we don't know if she is going to be our DCEU or a alternate Supergirl. But still, Supergirl. I I feel like she's going to be Supergirl for the future or whatever. So she's going to part of this DCEU and all that jazz. But we so we got a Supergirl. But that is okay because if people are like, why are you complaining about that? The reason why I'm complaining about just randomly getting a black Superman is one, it feels fucking like pandering. Um, two, there's really no reason for it when Henry Cavill is fucking right there. Like he's right there. People are talking about this movie right now and you just don't want to fucking pay him a lot of money. Like just set up one of those. I know. I don't know if he wants the Johnny Depp numbers or not Johnny Depp fucking Downey Jr. numbers, but just fucking give him like a 10 picture contract or whatever. And being like, look, you're going to get $50 million or whatever, but you're going to appear in cameos for this, this and that whether that be like three films and five cameos or whatever, just fucking set up some kind of contract um, because God knows you need star power during COVID. Like, you know what I mean? And, and there was a, there was a photo that Danny Garcia, uh, if anybody recognizes that name, it's because mm-hmm. uh, that is Dwayne, the rock Johnson yeah. and Henry Cavill's agent mm-hmm. right now. Um, she posted a photo when all of this was going down. Yeah. When the whole Superman, Black Superman news came about, um, she posted a photo on Instagram uh, with the cap. She was like si- like sipping a Starbucks drink. And she yeah. said, uh, knowing stuff, but not allowed to say because of NDAs. Mm-hmm. And so everybody was like, okay, maybe we can relax. We all know how well she works with Johnson. We know yeah. that Johnson wants to, you know, fight Superman in one of his movies. Mm-hmm. Like, we know this is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so that would suck if it's not Cavill 
because again, he's like he's a good Superman, he's a great Superman, and then you're just gonna have Shazam versus like not Shazam, but um, uh, Black Adam versus another Black Superman, and then Shazam's in there just looking like I don't know, just like out of place, and it's just like what, like I don't know what they're gonna try to do there because I would love to see that. I would love to see that animated series where you know it's shazam versus black adam and then superman comes out of nowhere and it's like that three-way fight or whatever it is like that'd be kind of cool or even if it is just superman fighting black adam but yeah i again we've talked about it on this podcast many a times like we don't have problems with diversity but when you're doing it just to do it and you're not there's not any crazy significance to it it's annoying as fuck because you already have a superman like, we don't need to do this. Bring in another character. Bring in another black character. Give me fucking Signal. You want to start creating new characters and stuff, make a fucking HBO Max series with Signal. And then have him being trained by fucking Ben Affleck's Batman. I don't give a fuck. Like, do something like that. Um, but yeah, like, I saw that news, and I was just like, that sucks. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. with Cavill's. Like, and and a lot of people saw through it. A yeah. lot of people did, to be completely honest. Yeah. And my thing is, it, it just it just feels like pandering. Like at this point, it just feels like that. Because um, and I grant, I'm glad that you know WB is trying to be like very diverse and stuff. Like I really appreciate that. But you're not benefiting the DCE universe. Like, and maybe that's why they wanted to do this crazy multiverse kind of thing, where it's just like we're we're gonna make films in all these different kind of places. But, like, I don't like the idea of, like, oh, yeah, uh, so-and-so got too expensive, so we're just going to recast them and keep going. Like, that's just kind of annoying. Um, so, but like, you, I don't you know. do – I'm sorry. You do that with side characters. You don't do yeah. that with main characters. Yeah, no. Like, and I don't know if that's why maybe Gal's going to be done after Wonder Woman 3, and she's just like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be surprised – I'm very curious to see where Gal's career goes after Wonder Woman – because I feel like sometimes, like, I feel like Chris Hemsworth knows his kind of, like, he was like, I'll play Thor forever. Because he knows, like, that's his biggest paycheck. And he knows. Well, he he made how many movies in the midst of that? And they were not great? Yeah. He doesn't get cast in a lot of good things. Although, I do want to see him play Hulk Hogan. He's going to be Dude, doing that. I will I will say, um, it wasn't the greatest movie on Earth. Mm-hmm. But the Russo brothers movie Extraction mm-hmm. on uh, on Netflix, yeah, with him was actually really fucking good. Okay, yeah, but for the most part, I've just seen him play shitty roles, and yeah. his brother usually does the same. So like, <laughs> yeah. um, I he's smart. He's like, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna get rid of Thor. Why, why not? You know what I mean? And yeah. I think a lot of people do feel like Margot Robbie. I feel like she could give up Harley Quinn, and she she's Oscar award winning, not winning, oh. but nominated already. But yeah. she's like. I'll play Harley forever. Like, I love that. Like, okay, cool. Cause she's like, oh yeah, I'll do my Oscar shit over here and I'll take my nice paycheck by and play a fun character at the same time. Um, but it's also cause WB is like, Hey, you want to make movies too? And she's like, sure. Like, let me ex- executive produce shit. So yeah. like, you know, I, I like that kind of stuff, but I mean, I don't know. Granted, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Cavill because you know, Witcher wasn't rave reviews. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. They are getting a season two, but I don't think people are like, this is the next Game of Thrones. Like, you know what I mean? 
So, like, I'm very curious on where his career is going because a lot of his other movies have not been hits besides Mission Impossible. And you can argue argue Mission Impossible was because of fucking Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I loved Man from Uncle with him and Army Hammer, although that guy's in some shit right now. But, like... Has any of that been confirmed yet? Has anything come out of that? Now... So, because I always said this with the Army... We're getting so off tangents, but we haven't been on this podcast forever, so fuck it. But with the Army Hammer stuff... For the longest time, I thought it was just like him being a weird dude that says like random sexy stuff to girls. You know what I mean? Like, and all the stuff I had read was kind of weird. Like he was calling girls kitten and stuff like that. I'm like, I was like, none of this. It it sounds weird and kind of cringe, but it doesn't but, scream like yeah, like crazy. But now apparently there is like a rape allegation, so now it's been escalated. So I'm like, okay, now it can be taken like serious, serious. Not saying that you should never take those kind of things serious, but sometimes when people are in private DMs, they say random shit, you know what I mean? And they yeah, like have sure. pet names or they're like, hey, I want to do this with you. And, and people wanted that man to be Batman. Yeah. Hey, I think he would have been fantastic. I'm, he was still one of my pick. Granted, I wanted Jake Gyllenhaal more than him. But yeah. I think he would have been a dope Batman. I mean, he, he was supposed to be Batman in that Justice League Mortal movie way yeah, back when. For yeah. sure. But um, but yeah, anyway, so there's all that stuff going on. But yeah, I'm just very curious about what um, what's going to happen with the DCU. I feel like every time I see one of these stories come out about like, oh, yeah, we're doing another Superman or we're doing Our Man and all this shit. So like I have a question for you. Interest. I have a, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Because right now. When it comes to the DCIP, so everything that is in DC, WB is the one calling the shots. Yeah. WB and AT&T because of HBO Max, right? Warner Media. At Disney, everything having to do with Marvel when it comes to TV and movies, do you know who takes care of that? Kevin Feige. Marvel Studios. Mm. Do you think... WB Warner Media should make a division of DC Films, and they like, like completely separate DC yeah. from WB and create a DC Films or DC Studios, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and have them call the shots. I would be okay with that, but the reason why Marvel Studios does so well is because they had a Feige and they've had like multiple billion dollar movies before they created marvel studios and now they're doing all that separately Mm -hmm. so like we were starting to do that and then birds of prey and covid happened and you know that kind of happened so like we were on the trajectory of having like billion dollar movies but um yeah i don't know um i mean we won't technically know how much snyder cut would have made um so you can go off subscriptions and stuff like that but even then like that's nothing compared to people people need to understand when they're looking at snyder they're looking at how many people activated for snyder yeah and then stayed for everything else so it'll be very interesting to see what happens from here but i will say as a dc fan lately hasn't been the best or like the news just doesn't sound that interesting to me like Again, it just just seems like they're throwing a lot of stuff out there, but you're not showing me anything. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing this for the last like five, six years. Like we had that original slate before the Justice League massacre happened, 
and none of that shit happened. And now we got this new slate that came out. I'm like, are we even going to see half of this shit? So, yeah. But then again, we have HBO Max now, and they want to do, what, two or three movies in theaters and then, like, two on HBO Max? So maybe we will now because HBO Max needs content. Yeah. And, um, you know, so we'll see what happens. Um, I will say, though, with watching so much fucking anime, DC needs to adapt the manga plat- format where they make week bi-weekly comics or whatever. So the main Batman title, uh, not with Tinian, though, not with Tynan. Fuck that. Um, but they need to have like, and it does, maybe, maybe not even, maybe let's just do Black Label is the manga section of it or whatever, something like that. But they need to have a bi-weekly, weekly, whatever you want to do segment where it goes along, you read all of that, then they do the anime, and then the next arc or whatever is a movie. Because I have to say, I've been enjoying the fuck out of that in anime. Like, yeah. watching My Hero, and then you had to tell me that, like, oh, that was actually a movie. And I was like, okay, because I thought it was a random episode I didn't see. And yeah. they're like, no, that's a lead up to a movie. And I was like, that's fucking cool. Unlike where I grew up with Dragon Ball Z, all the movies didn't fucking mean shit. Oh, they yeah, were just, no. yeah, they, they were, were just, just like random. Things. Now, I mean, there was, like, precedence for them later on. Like, Garlic Jr., mm-hmm. we know that, like... He was from uh, uh, what was a Dead Earth yeah. in the very beginning in Dragon Ball, and then he came back yeah. right after the freaking Frieza saga or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like there was that kind of stuff, and that's totally fine. But um, but I totally agree. You know, I've had this conversation before on on several different occasions that like Marvel and DC, but we're talking about DC here. They need to do biweekly books yeah. in black and white. Okay, biweekly mm-hmm. books in black and white. And then when it comes to the trade, do the trade in black and white. And then three to four months later, do the trade in color. Yeah. You're getting people to buy the same story f- almost four different times and they yeah. will do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Um, but I think they need to do that because that way, like, again, if you don't continue the the series, like it gets too expensive to pay the voice actors and all that jazz, then you just continue the book. And that's what a lot of people do here. Like, I think they should do that because, again, it's giving you something to watch on a show. Then you throw out random movies every year or so, like when the during the break, so they can keep animating the next season. And then you just keep going from there. And that's the arc. And then you're forcing people to watch the show and the movie, then the show again, then another movie, then a show like... Yeah, you're printing money at that point if you're making good shit. So Demon Slayer sold 85 million million million. It literally saved Japan during the pandemic. Yeah, literally. It boosted the economy. Yeah, you do not see that in American comics. No. So like that, that that blows my mind. And watching so much anime, I'm just like, yeah, they got this shit on lock, man. Because like. (laughs) Again, anime for them is live action. Like that's the way we do live action. They do it everything, everything. Yeah. And it's 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 not even like a like a oh that's a nerdy thing. It is a like universal like culture for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's insane. We're getting off a lot of tangents. This is already getting near two hours. Let's go ahead and run through the last couple things we got because they're fast things. Did you see that Batman short film I told you to watch? Yes, I watched your the thing for it. Yeah, thoughts on it um uh, it's called batman dying isn't easy if you guys want to go check yeah, it out yeah um it what was it like 30 minutes 27 minutes yeah, so, so 27 right? minutes yeah yeah 
Um, oh, it was your video that ended up being yeah. a little bit closer to 30 minutes. It was a Batman film, you know? Yeah. It, it was, for me, that actor, he <laughs> plays Batman in all of the Bat from the Sun. And I'm pretty sure that's who did this movie, right? The Joker, it, it was yeah. it was the yeah. same goes, uh, same guys. Um, yeah, I mean, there was some parts that I enjoyed. Yeah, but I mean, I was when I watched it, I was I would I'll be completely honest with you. I had just gotten off a shift, a ten hour mm-hmm. shift, and I was like kind of out of it. So yeah. I need yeah. to watch it again for sure. Yeah, because I, I watched was- I. Whenever you tell like, whenever you do a reaction to something. Mm-hmm. I usually watch your reaction and then I watch the video. Oh, okay. I got that. That's cool. Yeah, no, no, no. Like that was uh it was interesting. There were some things I liked and some things I didn't like. The production quality was really good, I thought, yeah. for what it was. Um, but I just didn't like the conversation between Batman and Joker. And again, I'm tired of Joker. I'm so tired of Joker. <laughs> like I just I want to be able to like take a break from him. Um But yeah, so there was that. Uh the next big news is we got the Batman movie is officially done filming. Yeah. From my understanding, where it finished yes. like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, two weeks ago. They are finally done, uh, which means they are on to post-production. Uh, I think we probably get a trailer around Suicide Squad, maybe. I, I say either Suicide Squad or Fandom. Or fandom. Yeah, because yeah. Fandom be will fandom. be right. Right after Suicide Squad? Yeah, right after. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Um, not really much to add there. Uh, still have not seen the Catwoman suit, which I would love to see, but you know, it is what it is. That has to be in the next trailer for sure. Um, and then the last thing, which you sent me this yesterday, two days ago about the game. Uh, it was yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, uh, Gotham Knights has been delayed to 2022. Yeah. I feel like that was going to be expected. Um, Oh yeah. And, and the very first comment was somebody saying, uh, Thank you. We don't want another cyberpunk. cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah. And I already called it. I think Suicide Squad gets uh delayed to 2023. I don't think we get both of these games in the same year. Oh, uh, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. That's only makes sense. Yeah. I don't think we get both of these games in the same year. And I think Rocksteady is a not is it Rocksteady? It's Rocksteady, right? Uh-huh. Um they're a game company that does not like to put out bad games. So they will take all the time in the world. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, and then the only, uh, we don't have any really comic news. Uh, I have not caught up on everything. I've not read a lot of comic books, which I felt reading comics again. I read a couple things felt kind of weird after a long break of not reading comics. Um, although it was still nice to check it out, even though I read one of the books sucked, which was still Batman. Um, but for the most part, like we'll get back into it. Um, like I said, it's, I'm, I'm glad I was able to stay for a majority of the podcast and everything. Um, but yeah, for the most part, the only other bit of news is expect to pay a bigger price for comics, right? Yeah. Um, and the, the article kind of like, like it, it, the, of course the, the very click pay, uh, click baity, uh, headline of it is DC increases prices of monthly Batman comic yeah. and others. So, but they know that Batman will get you clicks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Basically, it is now five ninety nine mm-hmm. for comics instead of three ninety nine. Yeah, that's um, like basically show. because of what some people are assuming is because of the uh, um, backup stories that are at the very end of these yeah. issues. Uh, it was something that they did in the very beginning of New Fifty Two. They did stop eventually, mm-hmm. uh, 
but you know backups is a very traditional thing in comics yeah um sometimes they work sometimes they don't uh sometimes they can be used to build up a story uh just like in new 52 justice league they did the entire first trade of shazam's origin story in the uh i think the back end of the first 10 issues of justice league so yeah Yeah, i don't know uh i have not been i haven't driven in the last month or so so i have not been able to go pick up my comics luckily i don't get that much anymore so they haven't called me to say it's a problem um but uh, yeah, so I'm not looking forward to that. Luckily, I'm not buying Batman right now, though. So it doesn't really matter. And I already pay, I think, more for the Tom King books I buy anyways because they're Black Label. Yeah, so. and I will say this will probably make people more uh, invested in digital comics yeah. than anything else. Yeah, we'll see, man. But that is it, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, I'm glad that I was able to make it through this podcast. Uh, again, like I said, if you guys want to know what happened with uh, everything, go check out my uh, Juice from the Box channel. And just go check out that pandemic, or pandemic, uh, panic attack video if you want to know what happened. Um, for the most part, I can't really pimp out anything myself because there's not a lot out there right now. So um, I'm just slowly coming back. But Clay, what have you been up to? So I have been up to a whole bunch of nothing, honestly. Um, <laughs> just the doing the right. Do? Uh, the cops did amazingly. Nice. Um, I actually had the voice of Darkseid himself uh, do a pimp out for nice. my cups. Uh, it kind of made me overwhelmed uh, at, at one point because my entire Twitter um, exploded that nice. day. Um, and I had a shit ton of orders to succeed. And the thing is, when on Etsy, when you create a listing, mm-hmm. you have to say, okay, it's going to take me this much time yeah. to make this item. Mm-hmm. And then it'll take uh, this much time from me shipping it to get to wherever it needs to be delivered. Yeah. So I put... Because realistically, when I put the uh, vinyl onto the cup, it needs to it needs to settle for mm-hmm. 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. So I put a total of 72 hours to solidify, hey, that is definitely going to stay onto the cup. Yeah. So my listing says it'll take me three to five days to complete this order. Mm-hmm. Now, if 60 people order in the same day, I have to finish 60 orders within five days. Oof. That's, That's just an I, example. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there was a moment that I had to do um, 25 cups within a certain amount of time. Um, yeah. That was crazy. Uh, profit yet? Uh, very much so. Nice. Uh, and it was it was that last it was that last push that Darkseid himself helped. But 5% of that, of course, of every weekly sale that I make on that cup in particular goes mm-hmm. to AFSP, which also um, uh, Zack Snyder himself put an AFSP billboard into the movie. Nice. Um, it's at the part where Bruce says, uh, I'm rich, and they drive mm-hmm. off. When they drive off onto the ramp to go to Go- uh, Gotham uh, City, Yeah, the, the billboard right there is a billboard for AFSP. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. Oh, so you were saying podcast? My bad. I yeah. So uh, the uh, 
so I am doing, of course, the Ranger Alliance podcast on the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network, as well as the uh, Weird Science Marvel podcast on uh, the Weird Science uh, Network as well. Uh, I haven't been able to get uh, along with uh, with Mark. Get along. I mean, uh, get together. <laughs> we hate uh, each other now. No, Mark, uh, <laughs> he, he recently sold his house uh, oh. and he is building another. Okay. Uh, so he, all, all of that, there's a lot of time-consuming crap that has yeah. to deal with that. So, so we, we haven't trying... done both of these podcasts in a while? Yeah, yeah it's been around the same time. Wow. So I will be getting with Mark hopefully on Tuesday, and we're going to be doing the exact same thing we did here. We're going to be talking Zack Snyder's Justice League. Nice. Um, if you want to know more of my thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice League, I did almost a two-and-a-half-hour, almost three-hour review of the movie on the podcast called uh, Super Civil Servants. It's on YouTube. Go check that. They also have their own podcast feed, so go th- check that out as well. Nice, nice. But yeah, that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. I thank you so much for coming back to the Batman News Weekly podcast. Uh, again, uh, if you randomly don't see one uh, at some point, just uh, kind of assume I had an episode or something like that. Well, we'll more than likely tweet it out on Twitter uh, if we do skip it. But uh, yeah, thank you so much. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. See you guys next time. Batman! Batman! Batman!